coming up on this episode of the Marketing Lifestyle Show. This podcast is a whole year old. Can you believe it? So we're going to do a throwback to episode one while I'm traveling in the Philippines. One of the most popular episodes of all time for this podcast. Adonde Thorne from the Swoozy YouTube channel. Amazing insights, still relevant today. All that and so much more. Marketing isn't a department. It's a lifestyle. And it's time to start acting like it. You're listening to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. Real world advice from extraordinary professionals who who want you to build killer brand awareness as naturally as, well, well, being human. Ready to kill it? Here's your host, founder and face of SavvySexySocial.com, Amy Schmidauer. What's up, socials? Welcome back to the Marketing Lifestyle Show. This is Amy, your host, coming to you from the headquarters of SavvySexySocial.com in Columbus, Ohio. Welcome, welcome. As you're listening to this, I am traveling my little face off, which is exciting, except for I should probably try to keep my face for the sake of HD video. But... I wanted to do something special for these next couple of weeks. So, today's episode, we are going to be throwing back. That's right. Throwing all the way back. The Marketing Lifestyle Show, my friends, is a year old, which is so exciting. So, I wanted to go back to our first episode for this week so that you could hear some really amazing insights from one of the top YouTubers that I know. I adore him. He is brilliant. Adande Thorne, also known as Swoozy. Uh, Just a totally brilliant guy. Literally driving back from New York, Savvy Sexy Social Live. We were chatting on the phone about all things YouTube. We just like to catch up every once in a while and just hammer a bunch of these things out. What are the issues? What are the things going on? What do we need to be looking for? He's just a brilliant guy, and we both like really connect on the level of YouTube. So I wanted to bring this episode back and refresh it a little bit for you. I'm going to trim it up because, again, our old format was a little bit longer. But other than that, I wanted you to hear some of his thoughts and ideas because I really think he is a brilliant brilliant guy. Before we roll into that, I do want to thank our wonderful sponsor. And that would be Bluehost. If you are not fully launched with your own website yet, or maybe you are and it's a little pokey, as in slow, you need to have hosting that you can rely on. One hosting company that will make sure that every time someone comes to your website, They are sitting pretty with your content. Nothing's going wrong. They're not bouncing because of slowness. And your website's always going to be there and ready to go without any questions asked. And that is why Bluehost is our sponsor. I trust them with SavvySexySocial.com. I recommend them to everyone I work with and recommending them, of course, to you. So 
if you would like to help the show and also help yourself with some really brilliant hosting, especially if you do work with WordPress, which again, I also recommend for website building. The two of them just work so well together. Go check out Bluehost, SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. You will be supporting the show, and I appreciate that so much. So we're going to get started here with this interview from Swoozy. I can't call. I just can't call him Adonde. Like, it's like, no, your name is Swoozy because that's the name of your YouTube channel. He does some really, really cool work, a lot of talking about girls and gaming and also just animates some of his stuff. So storytelling is just a whole nother level with him. So I highly recommend you check out his content and see how he takes sharing content and stories to the next level with his amazing illustrations. It's not something you have to do, but you can certainly learn a lot from it. So we're just going to roll right into it. Here is your throwback episode for episode 46, hashtag TMLS46 with Swoozy Adonde Thorne. Joining us today on The Marketing Lifestyle Show is Adonde Thorne, better known in the YouTube universe as Swoozy, with 2.1 million subscribers and a line of screaming girls following him everywhere he goes. He certainly knows what it takes to build a killer personal brand by talking on video about such relatable things as dating, gaming, and even his old job at Disney World. He shares with us today some great advice of how staying in touch with his audience has made him the success he is. Here's a little story about me and Swoozy. So a couple of years ago, I think it was 2012, I went to Playlist Live. It was my first time ever going. Uh, it was so fun. There were so many people there. It was an amazing vibe. I hadn't actually had an opportunity to go to an event that was very YouTube-centric. And this was particularly really special because I believe it was the second year for the event. And there were just... So many fans there, but more importantly, during industry day, it was such a great moment to be able to hang out with people you watch on YouTube all the time, people that you really respect, and to be able to hear from them on such an intimate level. I think they've definitely grown, but at that point in time, it just felt like you were really actually rubbing shoulders with some really cool people. And just one of those days, I have met probably a million people on all three of those days, but I happened to meet our guest today. And I really didn't even connect the dots. We may have had like a quick hello and an introduction and nothing really substantial at the conference. But I went home and I got tagged on Facebook in this video that basically says, "If you, in case you were wondering, yes, my life is as exciting as my internet videos make it look. <laughs> <laughs> and this video starts to play and all of a sudden I'm in it like laughing. I get this little cameo in this amazingly produced video that looked like it was basically the best commercial you could ever find for Playlist Dang. Live. And that is really how I started to build my friendship with Mr. Adonde Thorne. How are you, Swoozy? I'm eating breakfast, girl. What's going on? Oh, good. Good for you. <laughs> 1 p.m. No, wait. You're you're in Florida, aren't you? Yeah, it's 410. You're here. eating 4 o'clock. See, I was thinking you're West Coast for a hot second, mm -hmm. even though I know better than that because you, you were local to Playlist Live, and I remember that. You're eating breakfast at 4. God love you. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, girl. Get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. That's amazing. So How are things? Uh, everything 
is amazing. I'm so glad that you made the time to chat with me today. I feel like we've not really actually gotten a chance to, even though we've met up at other conferences and I'll try to have a conversation with you. People at- always jump in the middle. They see us talking. People, it's like, no, 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 what do you, what do you, now, what do you mean by people? Okay, literally, we're, we'll be in the hallway at VidCon and I think I'm going to have a conversation with you and a line of 800 women <laughs> are, are creating themselves like, oh, we must be having a meetup right here. We'll just all That was kind of nuts. I was not even on the roster for VidCon and like, <laughs> I even to me to get in my like my foot in the door, I had to like climb over so many different obstacles to get there. And they told me that, hey, we can get you a pass four days before the actual event. So literally, like I was not even supposed to be there. And hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So that made me feel like so important because I'm standing (laughs) at the beginning of this line with the swoozy and all these girls are like freaking out. But can you just tell everybody a little bit about your channel and the kinds of things that you talk about? I talk about relationships. I talk about God, gaming, and girls. Uh, lately, more so girls, because the crazy stuff just seems to follow me mm-hmm. wherever I go. So, uh, and people want to hear the crazy girl stuff, like the embarrassed. I've had a lot of embarrassing stuff happen to me, so I share it on YouTube, and I get very personal because I mean, I look at it as time is your most valuable asset. So if you're going to give me your time, I'm going to give you some personal stuff that I haven't even told my inner circle of friends. So I'll tell you. Yeah, I got cheated on and I cried myself to sleep for a week. Like what guy is going to publicly jump out in front of all, you know, all these people and say that? But well, I- two men, two million subscribers on YouTube <laughs> certainly want to know. So that's an amazing feat. I do remember watching like one video that was my favorite was the time that you ran into Kevin Hart. Was it? Oh, yeah. And I was like. Oh, but he had those shoes. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is a lot of my friends have run into him since, and, like, he bends over backwards now to take no! his No! Oh, that's... Know? Oh, my God. That's... Well, he saw, the, he saw the video. I don't know if you saw that, but no. he saw the video. Oh, he saw the video. He was not happy. Oh. He sent, like... He sent me six tweets, and it wasn't just me. Like, he said, you know, stuff before, and then tagged my name at the end of it. Like, everybody go get smoothie because he's trying to make me look bad, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I think he was live tweeting. I think he was just tweeting as he was watching the video. And then by the end of it, he was like, oh, okay, I see you're not trying to bash me. But, hey, you got to understand, I was with my kids. And I'm like, bro, I understand. But your kids were all about me. So what's a three-second picture, you know? So now he goes listen to your kids more often. I love it. I love it. And I also just watched your latest video, My First Hickey, which was like this cliffhanger. (laughs) I'm like, wait, how did he just do that? He literally just went on for six minutes and he goes, hey, by the way, this is getting too long. So we'll just have to see you next time. Like, what? It was a 10-minute video. Oh, my God. It, it was a 10-minute video, and I was sitting here just like, how am I going to pull this off? And I edited it down to seven, and I was like, I still can't pull it off. I got to cut it in two. So um, literally, I paused the editing stuff with my breakfast to jump on here with you, and then I'm right oh, back to you. Oh, I love it. Everybody, make sure you, you check out my first hickey because he's about to release this. It's about to go down. <laughs> how was your first hickey? Oh, my – can we get that on the podcast? Let's go in here. All right, let's go. Trips. Let's go there. I guess it's a. I guess it's a part of a marketing lifestyle to have a hickey, whatever. Like, it is. No, We're recording it. Let me, okay, let's say. I honestly, I don't even remember. I think I was, I don't think it was in high school. I was too much of a prude, I think, in high school. But college, it had to have been, because I feel like I remember going to a workplace where they gave me crap about it, and it was either, like, the car dealership I worked for or Mm -hmm. the spa, and that was when I was in college, so. So, wait, wait, wait. Did you not realize that your, your neck was sensitive or that that guy was just on your neck for a long time, and you're just like, uh, you're gonna stop. I don't I don't know. I don't think I believed in it, honestly. <laughs> 
because I'll tell you this right now. I can't even believe I'm saying this. I, I'll tell you this. I cannot give anyone a hickey. I do not have the what? ability. I've tried so hard, and it just won't happen. And I'm like, these must not really exist. Oh, Lord. That's how you get caught. That's, that's how, how you get that's caught. That's how they get you. That's how you get oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, so, thanks for taking it there right off the bat. No I, that was amazing. Anyway, okay. The door's open. I love it. I love it. So... Obviously, very talented YouTube creator, and and that's just made it so much more fun for me to just, as a creator, you love to see people who are doing amazing things. And yes. one thing that I have great, great respect for, I don't actually know what you went to school for, but it had to be something artistic because your videos have these amazing cartoons that go with them. Thanks. So not only do you have the ability to tell stories in such an a, a perfect way, but you have these cute little characters that are going along with it, and I know you're doing that. Well, yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm doing everything solo mission here. It's just like I wear so many hats when I'm, when I'm doing these things. It's ridiculous. But that was part of the thing. I'm glad you're saying, you know, you point out the cute characters because when you're looking at it as a content creator, you can check your analytics and your demographic. And it's like I talk about girls all the time for the fellas, right. but what are the girls really getting? So that's why I tend to make the art a little bit more inviting to the girls. I love it. I, that's great. The little strategy behind it. <laughs> so did you – I mean – are you obviously just like a natural artist? Like, did you go to school for that or what? I did. Um, I mean, I've drawn since I was like five years old mm -hmm. and I just kept at it. And like the art that I'm actually into is much more elaborate than the stick figures. But to actually put out like 60 to 100 drawings per video, you have to make it, you know, a little bit more streamlined. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I was natural at it, but I went to school uh, for computer animation. So like Toy Story, Incredibles, Bug Life. That's what I actually studied in school uh but then when i got out it was like to do that stuff by yourself takes a long time yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. okay so, what's that i was gonna say i haven't used too much of the 3d stuff in the video blogs so again yeah. with a fast turnaround i was like i need something i can just pump out really quick so oh, totally. yeah spent like twenty five thousand dollars learning how to do stuff from toy story just to draw stick figures <laughs> yeah, really. well, how many videos per week are you doing Trying to do one. Okay. Um, but the thing is, too, I was going to say, problem, how could you do more with that much? Music? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The problem I come up with is I'll have an idea, but then I'll be like, that's not good enough. So I'm constantly trying to outdo myself. So sometimes when it goes beyond a week, that's me thinking for the last five days, like, oh, let me talk about this. But no, this is better. Okay. And I'll start writing that. I'm like, mm, this is trash. I'll like rip it up and then work on something else. So it's constantly like before you guys see any one video. That's not me waking up Wednesday morning. Mm, let me talk about fake friends and then me writing down a few notes and then me recording and then uploading Wednesday night. Like, no, this is a huge process that goes down even for the selection of my topic. Yeah. Okay. So let's take it back. How long have you been on YouTube? Ooh, 2006. I actually made an account in 2005 wow. just to send my friends, you know, just stupid little stuff I had on my computer because Back then, AOL couldn't handle eight megabits, you know? So, uh, yeah, 2005, I made my first account. And then when I actually started getting into entertainment, it was 2006. Like, I was traveling and competing uh, on Xbox games. And all my coworkers were just like, dude, you're getting paid to play video games. What's it like? And I was repeating myself 90 times a day at work. Mm. So I just made a YouTube channel. Like, just follow that. And I want to repeat myself, ever. Interesting. So that's how that started. It's not like you saw somebody and was like, I'm going to do that. Well, actually, I'm very glad you point that out because I used to make video blogs of me sitting on my bed talking to camera when I was like eight years old. Mm -hmm. And what I would do is have my friends come over and I would show them the tape. 
So since it's the same thing I've been doing like all those years ago, but when I got back around to YouTube, I was like, maybe I should do this again, but people are going to think I'm like really self-centered. Uh, and then I saw Lonely Girl. I don't know if you ever see her. Yeah, I saw Lonely I'm like, oh, somebody else is doing this. Okay, well, if anybody wants to like point the blame, I'd be like, hey, she's doing it too. So I'm not self-centered and egotistical talking to myself in a room by myself. So uh, once I saw that, it kind of gave me the courage to actually start vlogging. And I think one of my first vlogs was my first kiss. Uh, and Lonely Girl actually accepted it as a video response. Oh. And that blew up. Yeah, it blew up. Oh my gosh, that totally answers my next question. I always want to know what was the first step, right? Like when you're looking back and you're getting started, there's like this mm -hmm. one critical thing that you did that really helped you get to get you where you are today. Even if you did it once and you had to do it a million more times. Well, no, that, that's exactly what happened because like it, it got attached on Lonely Girl, but you know, when you see a black male as your thumbnail, like that doesn't always translate well in views. But uh, I got I got like three hundred or. 400,000 views off of that being on her page, but then I went right back to on my next video, you know, 5,000 views. So it didn't really translate well back then with YouTube. People just watched the video and went on with life. It wasn't like now you see a cool video, you check out their channel. Uh, so from 2006 all the way to 2010, it was still like thousands. And, you know, I think at 2010, I had 30,000 subscribers. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I got down with Michelle Fawn, like that's when, that was the big break for me, yeah. was when we started doing videos together and people actually checked out my channel and they were like, yo, you actually have some good videos. So even as a quick detour, I will say that to anybody. Like if you ever want to collab with a big YouTuber, blah, 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 people are going to check out your channel. But if you don't have good content there to keep them or make them push that subscribe button, you're going to lose them. So. Exactly, exactly. And I always talk about that with especially my clients that are talking to me about this viral video mm -hmm. thing that they're all about. Let's viral that shit up. <laughs> it's like, okay, but here's the thing. Like, you don't have anything else to back it Correct. up. And that's right. why maybe in the beginning when that video did really well for you, you may have had other content there, but they were like, eh, still not sure, so they don't stick around. There you go. These days, people really are doing their research about, yep. like, oh, maybe I'll start following the next big star and she won't forget mm -hmm. who I am in the future. So audiences take that so seriously They're so YouTube. advanced nowadays. It's like, incredible. I talk to people at VidCon and at Playlist. Like, I'll actually ask a lot of questions, just like, you know, how'd you find me, this and this and this, who else you watching and these guys are really just like you know when i when i remember the bigger names i won't call anybody's names mm -hmm. but some of the bigger youtubers i'm like oh well do you watch this person what do you think about that person oh i used to be all about them uh -huh. then i unsubscribe and it's like the same names that keep popping up like oh then i unsubscribe mm -hmm. because their stuff just got kind of weak and lame and da, 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 da. so audiences aren't just like hey everybody else is watching you i'm gonna watch you too like they're getting advanced so you got to really give them you know their time's worth Absolutely. Yeah. See, the audiences are serious these days. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Just kind of getting into sort of like a branding and marketing frame of mind right now. What do you feel like on a regular basis you're doing every day or every other day, whatever it is, how are you effectively marketing, your, marketing yourself every day? It's what is something so, that you naturally do? It's a great like topic because I mean, the obvious answer is the social media stuff like the Twitter and the Instagram and all those. But you look at some of these guys who are huge on Instagram with like 1.2 million Instagram followers, da, 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 da. If you really go and pay attention, you can test this claim. 
when they post a link saying, hey, go watch my YouTube video on Instagram, it only has like a few tens of thousands of views. Like for whatever reason, when you try to promote your YouTube through, you know, some of these other social medias, it doesn't always translate into guaranteed views. Right. So I'd say that's more of a way with the social media to keep yourself in people's minds to where you're not just like completely forgotten. I mean, you have guys like Freddie Wong. Freddie Wong is his social presence is very minimal. Mm-hmm. Minus Twitter. Twitter, he jumps on Twitter, but Instagram and stuff like that, minimal. But when this dude drops a good video, people will flock to it. Yep. So I think um, the marketing actually is in the videos. Like when you make a video that's really good, you'll have those people saying, you know what, I have nine people who just uploaded on my feed, but I got to rush to person X. So even with me, like I watch other YouTubers, and whenever I rush to that person, I think to myself, why did I rush here? Because even touching on what you're talking about, strategy and marketing, like McDonald's, they will choose specific colors to paint their buildings because these are the colors that make you hungry. So thumbnails, titles, like you don't ever want to get gimmicky. You don't want to game the system. But uh, if you're going to talk about strategy, and you know, I'll share some of my personal strategies for anybody that's going to give their time and is still listening, you know, 15 minutes in. Oh, of course uh, they are. This is so much fun. <laughs> are you joking? But yeah, I'll give you guys some of my secret sauce here, and like yeah. those are some of the things. It's secret like the title sauce. Important. Secret sauce. Go, 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 go. It's important. Like your title is very important here, and the thing too is I've noticed even just me testing the waters. Like again, like I talked about a blackmail thumbnail. Mm-hmm. Like only that's certain so interesting people... because I've never heard that 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 doesn't perform well. Yeah, I mean, if, if, for example, you put clearly me... I ask that question every day, or even <laughs> you, you, if you put the same title. A thumbnail of me and a thumbnail of you. Like I guarantee you, like if it's nobody knows who we are, your click your your video is gonna get more clicks just because your thumbnail. Like, you know, guys like girls, girls like girls. And it's just like I'm even interested in what an Amy or a picture of Amy would have to say kind of thing. So it's like you really? look at what's, what's so funny is I feel like my picture is getting really old. That's why the text <laughs> I mean like I'm taking the same damn picture for every video and I'm like my hair looks different from yesterday so that's cool but like the text is really where it's at for me. It's like it's gotta be a strong CTA for somebody to be like okay her face is different today. <laughs> it's, it's, it has to speak to them. Like, of all the clutter going on the screen, what's going to make them click this? So if you look at um, this, Confessions of a Disney Employee, my very first one, like, there was, was the first video I ever used marketing strategy in from top to bottom. I thought about that video for, like, three weeks, just the execution of it, yeah. down to the thumbnail. And the thumbnail looks very just like, what's going on here? When you see the thumbnail alone, it, like, it kind of creates that inner like what is this and then the title alone confessions like oh disney whoa got you so you know at the end of it i even play into the whole story like hey if you have a friend or you know somebody who's a family member that works at disney send them this video so that way i can use their id and sneak back into disney and they went nuts oh my god that's amazing oh yeah and once i saw that i was kind of just like man there is kind of like a strategy to it you start figuring out like because you can blow up one of two ways like i'm friends with boxy are you familiar with who boxy is i don't think so so she put up this video as playing as a character uh she's like hey everybody i'm boxy oh my god squirrels oh my god squirrels and she's like so add and she's all over the place and her video was up for a year and then randomly 4chan caught a hold of it and now it had like 44 million views within wow. a few weeks. So you can go boxy route and get lucky. Right. Or you can have a strategy. Now, granted, you know, now that boxy, aka Katie, 
now that she's kind of gotten her name out there, she's using more strategy, but you can go one of those two routes. And I didn't want to use luck. I want to use a little bit of strategy. Yeah. And I don't think I would never advise that to anybody because it's always going to be this ex- extreme circumstance. It's never really, it might, it might be you, but it's like a ridiculous version of you. And <laughs> is that going to be something your audience is going to be able to rely on, on a consistent basis? You're better off kind of going the real organic way and just putting it out there for the people that love you to keep watching and keep spreading the word and, and building an, or, you know, of course, collaboration helps, but I just think it's so nuts to be like, I'm going to make the most obnoxious video ever so that it can get picked up at some point in some time. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, I can't, I can't do it. It works sometimes. Sometimes the crazy outlandish characters work, but like you say, longevity wise, yeah. where can you go with that? And usually you have to be like vulgar over the top and brands that can only work so much. Like I know a lot of big YouTubers that Nike and Mercedes and a lot of these guys want to work with them, but they won't because of exactly too many Mm F-bombs, you know? So except for like Disney changed their mind, apparently. (laughs) And like with Maker Studios, oh, (laughs) (laughs) like we're just going to buy the whole damn thing. (laughs) Yeah, that was. I mean, because Maker has PewDiePie, right? I don't know because I'm really oh, – I mean like I know who PewDiePie is and I talk about him a lot because he's the most subscribed. But I didn't know that – I don't know where he is. I, I didn't even know what he looked like until then. <laughs> I was like, who is this well, guy? I mean, just I'm not in the gaming example. world. That's why. I got you. So for example, like let's just pretend you have a YouTuber and let's pretend PewDiePie is making upwards of six figures a month. I mean that information's out there so this is not me ratting yes, out my guy or anything. But um, pretend he's making six figures a month. You know, networks take 30 – around 30 or 40 percent of everything you make on YouTube. So even with that, that's just one person. If you're taking 30% of six figures mm-hmm. every month mm-hmm. and you have 500 plus people you're taking 30% from, Disney sees it in the long run. Like, think about it. Yeah. The demographic 13 to 17, they're watching a lot less TV and a lot more YouTube. Oh, yeah. So if you can lock that down and PewDiePie gets 42 million views a week so I mean he makes so much content though and oh my gosh like every day and sometimes twice a day yeah so if I'm Disney looking at this like how can I get a product or a commercial or anything out to this demographic boom you know what maker let's go cha-ching yep they're looking at me they're they're cornering it it's smart yeah are you are you with a network no, okay. I was in the network, and then uh, after seeing what it was like, it became like a gym membership that I never used. See, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Where is it really an incentive to mm-hmm. be with a network, even whether you're big or small? I, I just don't see it. I don't see it at all. And I've seen some – and one network in particular I thought was like probably the best one. Yeah. And a yeah. friend of mine joined it, and then all of a sudden they were like, we're going to just let you go. We don't think we can help you. And it's wow. like, are you serious? Like, like, what you're just making money off of him and yeah. all he's asking is for a little advice here and there and you're like yeah. eh, you're a little you're a little high maintenance it's like <laughs> are you serious like what else is your purpose so i make a lot of promises too that's the thing too is like if you make this promise to every single person it's one thing if you have 88 people in your network that's one thing you should be a lot of personal attention but when you have 500 a thousand three thousand people in your network Hey, all these promises you made, you can keep that and uphold that for everybody. Because meanwhile, you're okay. So this is what I told um, my network. Now, granted, for I mean, I'm sure somebody will figure it out. Somebody will remember. Um, at a certain point, I, I did love my network. I love everybody involved with the sure. network. But when you look at it beyond love and friends, and it's just business, 
like, okay, I'm paying you 30% of what I'm making. Let's pretend that 30% every month is Mm $5,000. As an employee, what are you doing for that $5,000 every month? Now, it's one thing if I own a liquor store and you're a big-chested blonde girl who sits at the, behind the counter and you, everybody's talking about you like, yo, you got to go to this liquor store. This is a hot girl there. Because then this is marketing. You don't have to be the best employee, but you're bringing in a lot of new clientele just being that big-chested blonde girl. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're not that big-chested blonde girl bringing me tons and tons of viewers slash new clientele, like, what are you doing for that $5,000 a month? Right. So it's kind of how it is with the, uh, you know, it's funny every time. And every, the only thing I've heard is every time someone's like, I I left my network and I think I'm, I think I'll make it. And then they're all of a sudden with another network because they, (laughs) because they like missed the dashboard or something. I don't know what this amazing back end of YouTube looks like once you're a part Mm -hmm. of a network, but it must be amazing. It is very pretty. I've seen some, it is very pretty. I'm like, okay, great. Sounds like you've got a lot of stuff back there. What? Like what? I just, don't understand why you sign away your content for that. I mean, it's amazing to me. I just think, I think the people that do that don't realize the possibilities of YouTube. You're not, it's not just about making money directly from Google. It's about all of the other possibilities here of you building your brand. And we just saw this happen with, you know, Grace Helbig. She got started on YouTube Uh because of my damn channel. And so, so she credits them for that and she gives them a lot of credit. They deserve it, but they also own her content. So now that she's like a huge brand herself she's like well i guess i have to give up all this stuff now of course she is a brand people love her and of course went and followed her new channel and she's doing fantastically but that stuff sucks you got to give her very lucky you got very lucky to cultivate a new audience like that or just to get people to resubscribe to you is not easy at all no it's so tough and she's right back at like one point something million she's like 1.7 i think i did the other day so i'm like go girl go exactly I love so, it. So I'd say she's exceptional in that sense. And I'm really happy that it worked out because when I heard about the whole blow up, I was like, oh, oh not okay. Now, granted, I do love networks when they live up to their promises. Yeah. So there are some people who have really awesome relationships with their network and they do fit. So I don't want anybody listening to think like, oh, Amy and Susie are anti and, you know, no, uh, yeah. yeah, multi-channel networks, but they're great. But at the same time, a number of them will promise you a lot. So know what you're on YouTube to try to do before you let them sweet talk because they'll say, we'll edit your videos, we'll make your thumbnails, we'll do this. So if you can get in the clause, here's, here's one thing I would do differently. If I could get in my clause a maybe a three month or a six month trial period to where I can leave whenever I want, that's what I would have done. Because once you sign away, I have a friend who was in a beauty network and right before she signed up, she was about to quit her job. But then when she signed up with that network, they take so much money now. She has to work a job. And she's thinking about working a second one. That's terrible. Yeah. And that's a two-year network contract. So. And see, that sucks now because any opportunity that you now have to say, like, okay, I'm really going to hustle for my channel. I may not be able Mm -hmm. to make all the money from ads, but I'm going to work to get sponsors that align with my brand and this is going to be great. Then it's like, okay, well, now you have to do that through your network. Like, I mean, it it sucks. It totally sucks. And and people do not read the freaking fine print. It's like, this is called a business for a reason. And they're going to treat it like one, even if you forgot. Got to. It's- well, even to add on to what you just said, which was a really good point, it's like 
they'll bring you brand deals, but they might not necessarily bring you brand deals that you want. So one thing that, you know, one of my friends that joined the network was saying, or I'll just say a guy I know, yeah. a guy I know joined the network and he was getting brand deal offers every week, but it was like, hey, do you want to advertise for Tide? Do you want to advertise for these things that totally don't fit with his brand? And then he was noticing the bigger wigs, like the bigger subscribed people on his same network were getting the Toyotas and the Nikes and all these people. So they, mm. they pick and choose who gets gets what brand deals. So that's another thing. So that they were trying to impress him with quantity over quality. Correct. And Correct. it was not paying off. Because after a while, you start thinking it's you. Like, I just keep saying, no, it's not them. It's me. But at the same time, too, yeah. they pick who gets what offers. So that's something else to also take in consideration because I'm not with a network now and the brands directly hit me up that's now. Right. So And you make all of it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Key, and key, key. So <laughs> yeah, I just think I think the key takeaway here for sure for sure is for with networks is that you just need it's not just about reading the fine print, it's just realizing what you're actually signing up for and are mm -hmm. the payoffs going to be bigger than what could be potential. And I just think it's very different for everyone, but in my situation, I can't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be going to a network. Yeah, it's, it's such your money first. That was one thing that I didn't really see in the contract that I signed. But all networks, like YouTube, cuts the check directly to your network. That's the right. network takes the percentage and then gives you what's left. And it's like, whoa. Right. A lot of people don't realize that the reason for that is also you are no longer a YouTube partner. You Correct. are now. A part of That's what I hated the most. Amy. That, That's that what I hated is a most. huge thing people don't understand. Is no, you don't touch your money because you are not a YouTube partner, that money goes to a network, which is which has communications with them, and then you get your check for. I mean, that's how this. It's crazy. You have to send an email saying, "I I respectfully request to leave YouTube partnership." You have to send that email from your account to YouTube when you Seriously? sign a network. Seriously? Oh, well, I thought when, when they told me to do that, I almost told them uh, I'm gonna have to pass. But I, I know just just the principle of it is like yes! that's it. I would never write that email. That sounds like a horrible thing. Because I mean, back in the time, it was an honor to get on the partner yes, program. Yes, huge. So tell them, like, hey, I don't want to be on the partner program anymore. I felt, like, I felt a pit in my stomach. It's like, oh, my gosh. So let me ask you this. When you did end up leaving, mm -hmm. did they help you get partnership back, or what was the process? Yes, actually, I was really worried about that because when I was switching back was around the time that uh, Ray William Johnson yeah. was talking about, oh, my God, they're going to take my channel and shut everything down, da 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 and I also heard some horror stories that when YouTube tries to connect your channel back into the YouTube partnership, there's issues to where it doesn't automatically put ads on your videos anymore. They have to mm -hmm. manually do it. So I heard a lot of horror stories, but my network was really helpful. Good. They, they uh, hit me up and like, listen, this is the person you want to talk to. Here's the intro. You guys are good. They stayed on for a few of the CC'd emails, yeah. but it was a smooth transition for me. But I'm I'm pretty sure not everybody had such a great transition. Well, and YouTube was just so fresh still at that point. Yeah. They're such a they're still such a small company. Like it's just going mm -hmm. to be difficult. But that is something people don't understand. It's not like you're in a contract and then you're out of a contract. You now have to renegotiate with YouTube that you're cool enough to be a part of their partner program. At that time, was Correct. very exclusive. So, Correct. And it's a brand, like, like you said, it's a business. And the thing about it is any of us have the potential of making millions mm -hmm. off of YouTube. Again, it's not always the best idea to go in it like, I'm going to make millions on YouTube. This is what I'm going to do because it's a marathon. It's not always a sprint. Right. So you could blow up out of nowhere, like pull an epic meal time and get millions and millions really fast. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, it might take you seven years to actually hit it to where you're buying, you know, 
brand new BMWs and things of that nature. So uh, you just never know because you might be signing up for a network with 5,000 subscribers and in a year's time have a million subscribers. Right. So definitely some stuff to think about. It's very different how your needs change after that amount of time. I, well, I just, yeah. Yeah. I, I love this conversation. I think we could talk. I mean, like, it's totally kind of a network bashing situation. <laughs> but it's like, you you just have to be knowledgeable. And I think that's the most important thing is that this is still such a fresh industry that people really need to just understand they need to be educated. I want to transfer over a little bit back to engagement with people online. You said a lot of your networking is the video itself. So that wants a lot from your audience for me to say, are you engaging in your comments? Because I think this varies oh. so much with, let's say, quote unquote, big YouTubers. They're like, oh, honey, I have so many drawings I have to do. You think I have time? I put that video up and then I'm back to the next one. And I look at them and I'm like, are you kidding me? So tell me, what is it like for you in the comments section? <sighs> Amy, Do I have you to lecture you right now? Hey, this is I'm like we're so on the same web page right now because like you're asking me things that are internally that I can't like really I don't have a stage to talk about, but now I do. So I love you for yeah, that. Thank you. That's but why we do this. That's why we're doing what we do. But yeah, I mean, one thing that we all pay attention to as viewers, as people who love the people on YouTube, like I would watch so many people on YouTube when I was, you know, starting out, and even still now. And one thing that becomes very evident is how there is a disconnect, how people make zero effort to engage with the people who support what they do. And comments are not that hard. And I think Instagram is a good example, too, where I see so many public figures, YouTubers, celebrities, Hollywood people, all these people that literally will post and ignore everybody. Mm -hmm. I have a few friends in the TV and film space and they just recently created Instagram, you know, accounts yeah. and they'll post a picture and they'll get like a thousand likes and eight comments and not once will they ever comment back. And it's not my position to be like, yo, you need to engage your fans. It's eight comments. What's it going to hurt you to say one thing back? Because they're all questions. Hey, Joe, where did you get those shoes from? Hey, Joe, da 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 da. And not one comment. And when you do actually leave a comment on somebody or respond to an email, like the response is so huge and powerful and that's the beautiful thing about youtube is there's so little barricades between the content creator and the audience whereas if i wanted to actually reach out to kevin hart right now i gotta go through this person and this person and the manager and the agent before i even get to him now with a youtuber i could be like you know what i love zoella i love jack's gap and then tweet them and there's a good chance they're gonna see it and if they respond, I'm now an instant fangirl of Zoella. Oh, my God, I love her for life. I'm going to screen cap that. I'm going to retweet it. And it's like, in a sense, you create your subscribers and your audience become your PR team. Mm -hmm. And that's the best place to be. And I do it out of love. I respond to as many people as humanly possible. In that playlist, I got that question, too. They were like, how often do you respond to people? Because we've seen you doing it. But is that a regular thing or is that something you just do to kind of be like, hey, I'm out here doing it? I'm like, no, listen, I was on the other side of the line for many years and I told myself if I ever got in the position, I'm not going to be the person with the nose up in the air like, no, I'm too good for you people now. <laughs> no, you can't have a picture, Swoozie. I'm with my kids. Like, no, <laughs> like your audience is your boss. That's how I look at That's it. Because right. Are nothing online without your viewers. I mean, in real life, yes, I would say you don't need anybody else, girl. You got it going on. Bump him, you know what I'm saying? But online on YouTube, if you upload a video and that view count stays at zero, mm -hmm. you are nothing and you're going to go nowhere. 
You know, that was always my favorite thing early on was like, okay, I got three comments. If I write them all back, that's six. Thank like, you. Like, Thank I'm, you. I'm like, I just doubled it. And so exactly. that was always how I chalked it up in the beginning. I was just like, I just got a comment back. It's good for me to have activity on the on the video, no matter what, especially from me. Like, really? I'm too busy to respond to my three viewers? Like, come on. Thank so you. It, it's so important. Because we check it. Here's another thing, too. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to probably start, you know, winding back. But the thing is, too, it's like so many YouTubers, we're obsessed with our likes and our comments. So you will see people who will post, and they will stay glued, refreshing to see what people are saying, how many people are liking, only to ignore them? Really? Yeah, they're just watching the number and they're not watching the content. The crazy thing to me is how much people don't think to do this in the beginning and then maybe a viral video happens and it's too hard. They're like, oh, cool, I've made it. Like, mm -hmm. my life just got easy because all I have to do is make content from now on and, and just what up. But mm -hmm. what's crazy is how many times I have to have the conversation about how scary the comment section is on YouTube. Oh, yes. And my favorite thing to say to them is, really? It's scary? <laughs> Like, I had no idea. The block idea. button is so easy, though. The block and ban button is so easy, especially it is. If, right next to delete. You're, right always, next you're always going to get those people. You're going Trolls. Period. The trolls will appear period. out of nowhere. Exactly. But you know what? I tell you, I am so active in my comments that literally people ha that come in, you know what? It's only going to work so many times when you say, show me your boobs. And I'm going to write <laughs> you back. I'm going to write you back like, yeah, you know, yeah, no. But Especially you when you give them a, a response that's not merited. Because I mean, that's even what bullies do. Bullies will bully you in school because they want a certain reaction out of right. you. If you don't give them that reaction, you take away their tools. So yeah. especially when they realize that your page is not being policed. People will test and mm -hmm. leave certain comments. Like, for example, if I go to your page, Amy, and you made a video and you have 3,000 subscribers and I say something negative about you, I know I'm jumping into a pool of people who That's love you right. just to stir the pot. Advocates. That's so what those people are. I'll do that. And if I can, they'll, they'll check. They'll check 30 minutes later, an hour later. And you'll notice when they're like responding and fueling the fire, da, 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 da. If that page is not being policed, oh, those trolls will multiply. Mm -hmm. So... When they see, like, boom, I said something out of line, I got banned and deleted, oh, oh dang. dang. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. And Google+, Plus, as much as people don't like the integration, Google+, Plus really has been doing good things for this because the bottom line is your name is attached to it now. There's always going to be these accounts that, you know, they don't have a name on them and it's fine. Mm -hmm. But people are really taking things different uh, in a different light when they're making comments on YouTube. Like, all right, well, my mom might see this or it might come up in Google or what. Right. You know, people are You're planting this. thoughts. Yeah. If you really think about it, like, say I'm watching a video of yours, da-da-da-da-da, and your hair is uneven or let's say, you know, you oh, went to the- girl, that happens Exactly, all something. Time. Or your eyebrows, you messed up on your eyebrows. Oh, every day I do. Right. <laughs> and then some, you're reading through the comments and somebody's like, yo, did y'all notice Amy's eyebrows are jacked up? I'm gonna go back up and I'm gonna look, oh dang, they're, they are jacked up. Let me check her other videos to see if they're jacked up. So it's just like, they're planting ideas and their thoughts in your head. So, you know, yeah. sometimes you don't want people thinking certain things and there you go. So those comments are very powerful. My, my family texts me a lot. Like, yo, I saw this comment on your video and it said X, Y, Z. And I'm just like, man, these guys are to the point where you're going to text me or call yeah, me? Yeah. Really? I'm worried about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm concerned. Do you need to talk? talk. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're going long just because like you're way too much fun and I have way, <laughs> we're just sharing way too much good content. So I'm just kind of letting it go for a minute. I want to talk a little bit about how you work with sponsors because I think it's really special. We've gotten to a place on YouTube where it's kind of getting 
I'm not, I have no disrespect about this because honestly, I just don't know how to feel about it yet. I think it's kind of, it's still sort of new. We have a lot of people that have sponsors um, and they're just like, I'm being real. I have a sponsor today. Here's what it is. Go buy their stuff. You're supporting me. And it's very much like TV now. We are watching really good content on YouTube yeah. and it's getting treated like television because people need to get paid for the good work that they do. I feel like you do things very differently because I can't freaking tell who your sponsors <laughs> are. So like, how do you decide what sponsors are best for you? Is it a theme? Is it a feeling you get? Is it the project that's presented? How much control do you have? What does this look like? A lot of it is control. Uh, people will come to you, like for anybody that doesn't know what the heck we're talking about that's listening, basically, you know, you provide stuff on YouTube and when people see that you're getting numbers, they want their brand portrayed with those numbers oh, yeah. as well because as a marketing person, your job is to get that brand out in front of as many eyes it's as humanly possible. Oh my gosh, like... A quick side note, like if you spend $10,000 on a billboard on the side of the road, you don't know who sees that. You don't know if everybody ignores it. But that's $10,000. You come to somebody on YouTube, you see the exact feedback. It's instant feedback. You see the comments. You see the demographic. You see all that. And, you know, the exact numbers beyond that. So uh, you can spend a quarter of the money. Instead of $10,000 for the billboard, it's $5,000 for Amy to put, you know, to put talk about this in her video. Yeah. So um, with me, it, a lot of it is creative control because if you take a sponsored video, you will end up wearing like, you know, McDonald's T-shirt and a Pepsi hat and, you know, you'll look like a walking billboard and I'm not about that. So for the longest, I, I think Shane Dawson was the first person I saw do a blatantly sponsored video and all the comments were like, sell out, sell out, sell out, sell out. <laughs> I think we're beyond that point now. I think a lot of the audience knows when you know, they're getting paid to talk or show a product yeah. with me, as long as it fuses, I do a lot of free promotion. Like if there's things that I love to kind of even tie in what we were talking about earlier with branding, like if I want, when you see a Lexus, I want you to think about Swoozy. When you go to PF Chang's, I want you to think about Swoozy. Like these kind of things, it's like are really important because as you go about your YouTube career, like there's a reason you haven't seen Jay-Z on the cover of a Kellogg's box, you know, next to Tony the Tiger, because now that, that branding doesn't fit right. So you have to kind of pick and choose. Like, you know, there's this one guys that approached me about marketing gamer food. Uh, I won't say their name, but they're like, hey, you can like say we have peanut butter and jelly sticks that you can eat while you game. And it's like, mm, that sounds kind of corny, guys. Uh, and a lot <laughs> of times. It sounds like all is lost for you. Exactly. <laughs> I can't jump on a video and be like, hey, guys, I enjoy these peanut butter and jelly sticks. While <laughs> sounds I play like this Xbox. is the beginning of a bad story. <laughs> exactly. And then, same thing, too. It's just like you really have to consider what you're attaching yourself to. Like, I can't believe like JLo is doing fiat commercials because I don't see that branding going together but you but know she's the same girl from the same block from the Bronx don't Still you get Jane it get it <laughs> I get it now but yeah so those are the kind of things you really have to consider because one bad branding deal can put you in a completely new light so um, I do try to keep most of mine invisible but at the same time too I'll let them know listen I'm not going to call it hey, this is the Ford Fiat Chase. Like in the title of this video, I get to choose. You know, this, this, and this, I get to choose. And I make sure to get it all in writing because they will try to bully you into saying, well, no, 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 you said this. And at that point, I copy and paste. Well, actually, at 4 p.m. on Saturday, January 1st, you said X, Y, Z because 
guys, it is great when brands start approaching you, but you have to be smart about it because yes, I do take some. I think I've taken four in my entire YouTube career, but I do try to keep it invisible to the point to where it's just like, you know what? I want to do it like inception wise. That's my kind of angle to, to go with it. Um, and it's gaming. Gaming has a lot of sponsors and you really don't know. It might be like, hey, here's $30,000 to play Halo. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to okay. find a creative way to do this because that matches with my brand and what I'm trying to do. I'm a right. gamer. Right. And even with that, I'm not going to promote, you know, maybe some other games like Plants vs. Zombies, even though I do. I'm just using that as a random example. Right. I- I'm not going to promote Plants vs. Zombies if it doesn't fuse into the kind of things that I'm putting and portraying out there with the Swoozy brand. So, yeah, I do take them. But I say I've said no to probably about seventy thousand dollars worth of branding opportunities just because it's like you guys and the audience is my number one focus. If this doesn't fuse in what I'm trying to convey to you guys, then it's a no. I'm sorry. Amazing insights from Adon Day Thorne all the way a year ago, but still so, so relevant. I hope you'll check out Swoozy on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Swoozy, S-W-O-O-Z-I-E. And bless you for being patient with me while I'm in the Philippines speaking at Tropical Think Tank. Tweet me at Schmitastic and let me know what you thought of this throwback episode. I'll be back with another one next Friday. But plan on your Monday muse as usually scheduled and presented. Make sure you check out Bluehost, support the show, and support your web hosting. SavvySexySocial.com slash Bluehost. I'll see you next time. <laughs>